STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. All right. So why are you in a big rush today? As usual. Because well, as usual, I can't lounge around my house all day like you. I've got to get out. My back's finally doing better, so I'm going to hit the gym. Oh, great idea. Put some more plates on there. No, it's just more of a toning thing. <laughs> today. <laughs> a toning thing. What are you going to tone? Some glutes? No, just, uh, you know, arms and I'm tired of my stomach and and then i want to hit up a couple stores and the wife has two errands for me to do well it must be nice to have all this free time to go to the gym every day i don't go every day why'd you hurt your back why don't you tell the folks about that i don't think they've heard i just bent over the wrong way uh is it because you saw my bad back and you had to get in on the sympathy yeah you had to take it over i had i had just much like uh what is it pregnancy uh pains i sympathized with your back pains and then uh whatever they call it empathically or whatever mm. transferred them over to me as well mm. i think it was a attention grab really yeah I, lo I love being in pain <laughs> you don't know back pain that's all i can tell you yeah i don't, apparently i don't know anything according to you no not at all well, anyways, so good, though. I was uh, feeling I was feeling good yesterday with that nice weather we had. Covered up the patio furniture, closed up the hot tub. So I'm glad I did that all. What do you mean closed it up? Nice. You're not going to use it through the winter? No. Are you nuts? It's cold. That's the best time to use a hot no, tub. No, it's not. I've explained that to you already, man. No, no. Yeah, I don't it think loses too much heat. You have a cover. It's not, at, it's not as hot. Yeah, but you, the cover is not on when you're in it. No. <laughs> and it's never as hot as it is like in the warmer weather. Yeah. That doesn't feel like 103 when you're in there. It feels like 80. Oh, holy jeez. That's so in that's your head. Cold. No. Hmm. That's your messed up head. That's the best thing. Winter hot tub, man. No, it's not the best thing. Then jump in the snowbank and then jump back in. Come on. That's how the Scandinavians do it. Yeah. Because we live in Scandinavia, right? Practically. And we got that much snow. Why don't we do something different and actually tell uh, listeners what they, uh, what they have to expect in the next hour or so, what they've stumbled upon for a Well, podcast. you're down to uh, 55 minutes, 54 minutes and 58, 57, 56. Count down to the gym. Count down to the gym. So uh, you go ahead to explain what we are. Cause I have no idea anymore. You have no idea. Well, like you always say, we're a weekly uh, off the cuff conversational podcast where we uh talk about anything that goes on and bust each other's chops for about an hour about uh, what we've been up to and what we've been watching or playing or reading and uh today we'll be talking about uh i don't know some video games some uh some uh thrift store pickups some family action from joe because that's always exciting and uh 
big news on the music front. We'll be uh, talking about some uh, Bob Dylan news later on. Anyways, I'm Bill, and the other voice, cranky and uh, disturbed voice you hear at the other end is Joe, and uh, we call ourselves SDC Pod, or the Start to Continue Podcast. Welcome. Got anything to add to that? No, that was all right. Pretty good, eh? Yeah, uh, I'm not crazy about the off-the-cuff stuff anymore, and I don't know, whatever, man. Uh, Free-flowing, is that better? No, I don't know. We've used that term too much as well. Okay. Anyway, whatever. You can figure it out for the next time. But good job. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Oh, I got to get that ready. Oh, I got to memorize this. Uh, Okay, guys. Well, like Bill said, welcome to STC Pod. We're at episode number 105, correct? Yeah, I think so. Nice. Could be. We just wanted to remind you to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. You can follow Bill on Twitter at STC pod. You can check me out at AC Decepticon bookmark the websites, stcpod.com. You can listen to us on iTunes under the title search STC pod uh, for all of our episodes. You can find them on Podbean, stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, you got to check out some other great podcast blogs and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. As always, big thank you to everybody who comes back in week in and week out every Friday morning, which is when we post our new shows. And uh, yeah, let's get on with it, Bill. Yeah, for anyone new out there that stumbled upon us, want to find out exactly what's been going on with us for 105 episodes, I suggest going back uh, just before the 100th episode. We had a couple clip shows, so you can go back and check those out, and it's a good summary of what we've been doing. As well as the 100th episode was a good one, too. So anyways, man, uh, get me up to speed. What's been happening over there? You've been extra cranky the last, uh, the last oof, what's it been a month or so. Yeah, sorry, man. What's been doing? My How's LPN, the kids? My PMS hits me for a month. How's the kids been doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. He's a uh, little man's off to a farm today to pick some pumpkins. And, uh, my daughter's same as always, but uh little guys, he's got his birthday coming up. So my wife is just trying to plan that out. We're going to do the Chuck E. Cheese thing this year. Oh, you would, you're going to go to that. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't see that. <laughs> Last time it was Chuck E. Cheese. I think I was like, I don't know what, 10 or something maybe. Well, you're a huge germaphobe. So I don't know how you're walking inside those doors. I don't know. So yeah, last year, if I recall, uh, little guy's birthday, you bought him a car. So I'm wondering what, uh, what he's going to get this year. Oh, uh, she, she wanted to take him to great wolf lodge. I'm like, no, that's garbage. I don't like water slides. You don't. I don't. You don't. I don't like that feeling you get when you go down them. <laughs> Same reason why I don't like roller coasters. I don't like fun. I know that fun feeling. I just like floating in a pool. That's all. Well, there's that too. There is a, a lazy pool river. Of, pool full of kids. Gross. No, because nobody wants to do it because it's all boring. They're all on the water slides. So you can go on your little bob fast over there. and I'm not paying that much money to go just float around a lazy river. So I told her we're just going to buy a present and save the 300 bucks. 
Okay. So how do you beat a car? You getting a jet this time? Is he going to get a jet? Uh, no, we're going to buy him a camera. I can only imagine. Broadcast quality. I think that's only, that's only how they make it now, isn't it? I don't know. What kind of camera? I like the instant camera, the Instax, the Fuji Instax. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it pumps out uh, like an instant camera. It pumps out the uh, the frame right away. No, that's what you got your daughter, isn't it? That's what you said the yeah. kids are into nowadays. Yeah, she loves it. That's garbage. No, well, I don't know. She's she's picking out his present. Honestly, I don't know what we're getting him. Nikon. I'm not involved. What was the business? Uh, you got a call at work and uh, something about your, the sun was raging at school or something. What it wasn't was, raging. What was that oh. about? <laughs> That's what I want to hear about. He, uh, the way I was told that he put his hands around a kid's neck at the chalkboard. Well. <laughs> <laughs> now let's preface this by saying the kid's only four and a half. But uh, <laughs> apparently he said that the other kid uh, hit him. And then he went up to the board when he wasn't supposed to be. So my son was just trying to pull him away from the board. Tell him to go sit down again. But I guess he's trying to pull him away by his neck. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, man. What, what are you teaching this kid? Business. You, I'm te teaching him business world uh, etiquette, isn't it? You don't like someone, you just go up and choke them out the way it should be. And he's the classroom uh, policeman. Oh, and he's the smallest kid in the classroom. <laughs> got a little, I got a little Joe Pesci growing up here. <laughs> this is what you do, son. You grab him by the throat. Holy mackerel. That nah, was nothing, man. Kids are stupid then. Boys. Boys. Boys are crazy, man. You don't see this with the little girls. I might no, have trouble no, when girls, my girls, girls hit... Girls do uh, worse things, man. There'll be trouble when they hit 15 and over, but getting up to that age, they're nothing but angels. They just want to help. Not these boys are crazy. Jumping off the walls. Jumping no, off desks. No, he's pretty calm. There's a couple of retards in the classroom that I don't like complaining with, but so I try to discourage him from playing with him. Oh yeah. Does that kid throttle kids necks? Who knows? <laughs> Probably thinks about it in his head when his fucking eyes are going all over the place a million miles oh. a minute. <laughs> we went to a birthday party a couple of weeks ago and this kid just happened to be there too. So it's just like, great. And of course, when they're doing the cake and stuff and, we ended up having to sit beside this kid and he was freaking out of control. He's shouting things out. He had three, three, uh, juice boxes when the kids were only given one. Then he had a big piece of chocolate cake and, um, uh, cheesies and none of his pizza. So he had all sugar and shit. And his eyeballs were going fucking bonkers. I was just staring at this kid, waiting for him to <laughs> pull a plastic knife on one of the other kids. 
I could just see you. I'm like, oh, I got to get away from this kid. I just see you, and you're counting everything the kid is taking. That's another juice box. He doesn't, he doesn't need it. And of course, the parents aren't there. They dump the kid off and leave for the hour. They're, like, they're probably like, oh, thank God we get a break from this fucking monster. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. Uh, you're Mr. Sensitivity today. Let me tell you. Everyone's impressed with your sensitivity. Huh. Well, what else has been happening with you? What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. Why? Because I speak what everybody else is afraid to say out loud, but they think it in their head. Yeah, I applaud isn't, you. Isn't that why we're better than other podcasts? Absolutely. That's why I got you. Yeah. While you sit there and just say nothing. <laughs> no, I just set things up. Poke it around a little bit. Did you finally get around to all these TV shows you've been talking about that's on your PVR? Well, my wife was watching. Uh, she put on another episode of This Is Us last night. Now I'm behind, so actually I haven't even started yet. So I left the room and uh, decided to, earlier in the day, I had done some uh, game pickups. And I know you and I were talking about Gears of War and how I've never played it. So I just happened to see copies of uh, Gears of War 1 and 2, so I picked them both up. And I go, I'm playing Gears of War tonight. So I hooked up uh, one of the Xbox 360s I have. But um, this one is... Uh, the one I hooked up was a yard sale fine. So it's got, a, it's got that sticky uh, disc drive issue that they can sometimes have. Mm, mm -hmm. So I've got to just take it apart. Uh, the front of it, there's a band on a two wheel contraption that uh, pulls the drive in and out and it can get sort of uh, loose and grimy over, over time. So I'm going to, Pull the band off, use some rubbing alcohol, clean it, and clean the two flywheels, and uh, hopefully that just resolves the issue. So anyway, I managed to get the disc drive, the, the game in there, and started uh, playing Xbox 360 for the first time in my life. Started off with Gears of War. And that game is super frustrating, man. Frustrating? Super frustrating. Why? You die the so reloading. easy. No, you die so easy. These bad guys, your weapons suck, and these guys just keep swarming you. And then I got these dummies in my team that keep dying, and I got to go save them. Yeah, that's asshole. Well, I don't know. It's it's pretty good for what it is. I, early on, it's not that. Are you ramped up in difficulty? or? No, I'm just playing. Uh, I play normal setting. Hmm. There's like three settings, so I picked the middle one. Well, you have to use cover. Yes. You got to keep moving. Um, uh, that I don't like. I like hunkering down and just doing headshots. But these guys take like a million shots to kill. Yeah, plus you're not very good at aiming and stuff. Uh, really? My fingers, <laughs> so how, I got dexterous fingers. How did it feel to finally hold... A well-designed system is loud as a freight truck. Um, the controller I've had to, I'm on my third controller. Cause the first two I tried 
uh, the left uh, analog stick would uh, sometimes stick. So you, know, you move your man left and then you let go of the, of the joystick and then your man continues moving left. <laughs> so I had to pull out, I went through two original Xbox 360 controllers and then I finally pulled out my, uh, uh, I don't know, the custom one I had there, the MW3, what's that? Remember this one? It's that MW3 symbol, some game. Yeah. Um, uh, Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. So that one's still really good. So I'm using that one right now. Uh, I don't know. It feels no different, man. I, I'm, I don't like the X, Y, A, B buttons aren't set up properly. I don't like you gotta admit that the thumbsticks are in the proper location. The whole thing sits very nicely in your hand. Triggers are in the natural spot. Well, I've got natural gaming hands, so I can orientate myself to any controller, but uh I don't know. I like my PlayStation controllers, man. Oh, there. But it took me forever to go through this uh this Xbox and delete the previous profiles on it and get it up going the way I wanted it properly. So backwards set up. So backwards. Yeah. But anyway, so I've, I've been playing for about two hours and I'm probably about 10 minutes into the game. <laughs> uh, I got a play style though. I like, I like getting right in there and just killing things. And, um, like I said, man, these guys are a lot tougher than I thought. Simple headshot. This doesn't kill them. No cover, move around to a new cover. Keep on moving. And, uh, yeah, I played it for a while. I'm, I'm not, I didn't complete it for some reason. I just stopped playing for some reason. I got to get back into it. So this is all lead up to, so my wife was watching. This is us. Oh yeah. So I said, eh, I'm not where you are. So I'm going to go do something different. And then, um, played for a bit, got frustrated, went back into the room. She was done her episodes. So she, she was going upstairs. And then I decided to put on, uh, Westworld episode one. Finally. Holy, that show's awesome, man. So well done. So many different characters, so much, behind the scenes stuff that we don't know about yet. And you, you can't tell who's plotting against this or that. And it's just, it's just great, man. Great character depth, fantastic cinematography, great story, great acting. Nudity. And Ed Harris. Come on. Yeah. Is he the, uh, he's almost like the Yule Brenner character except he's human yeah that's i got that that's what they wanted you to believe at first and then that was little but there know, could be a twist in that his yeah his he has his own little story arc and something something's happening i've seen the first three episodes so you go further with 
where he's going. And it's a lot of mystery involved there. Mm-hmm. That will be the real cliffhanger stuff coming from his storyline. But, um, you know, I love, I love all the, uh, like you said, the acting and the characters in it, but the, the one woman, the manager woman, I found her acting really uh, wooden and doesn't stand up to everyone else. Do you know who I'm talking about? She's yeah, like yeah. The, the manager. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I wonder if she's coming off that way because of something way later in the series. You know, maybe she's like a that's, robot in disguise or something. That's the beauty of it. You can't tell, right? Yeah. But I love that guy who plays all these character parts. Um, uh, the black guy, the programmer guy. Yeah. He's great. I love him, man. You love him. And he's also love, uh, what's his face? Uh, and he was also in Casino Royale. Your favorite movie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he's the awful Felix Leiter. I was wondering why uh, I got turned off by him right away. Oh, please. Yeah. He's way better than Felix Leiter getting his leg chewed off by a shark in that other James Bond one with uh, Roger Moore. Yeah. No, that was. That's Timothy Dalton. Was it? Timothy Dalton? When sure? he got thrown in the shark tank, wasn't it? That was that cheesy one with the helicopter with the rotor blades underneath of it, right? Rotor blades underneath of it? Yeah, and it chewed up through the building. Anyway, who cares? Shit movie. <laughs> played, by a, played by a shit James Bond. That was a Pierce, uh, Pierce movie. Are you sure? That's no. one where they had the like the tree trimmer helicopters. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was that was Pierce. I'm pretty sure. But that was the one with lighter getting his leg chewed off, right? Mm, I don't know. Actually, they never even really showed what he got dismembered. I think he just got attacked. But as a kid, I remember when I first saw it. I go, oh shit, he lost his leg. I think he just got bit. Well, uh, go back to your uh, your pickups there, man. Where did you pick these things up from? Uh, just out and about. Secret? Yep. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell people from now on. Out and about. That makes sense. Doesn't matter where I got it from. I hope you got them for a really good deal because uh, they regularly go at EB Games for five and under. Yep. Yep. Okay, good. And that Xbox uh, sticky door thing, you should be able to access that uh, that belt just by opening the uh, the drawer and reaching in through there with a pair of tweezers. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, what you and- do is first you got to open the drawer, hold the drawer, power off your system mm-hmm. so the drawer stays out. And then continue to hold on your drawer because uh, even just touching those wheels will move the drawer in and out. So as you're holding onto the door, yeah, you use tweezers, you pull the, you pull the, the, uh, the pulley off the belt, you clean it probably with just like mild soapy water, not necessarily no, rubbing alcohol, rubbing alcohol with a uh, Q-tip. That's all you need. Mm. 
and then um, that would dry it out, would it not? By the very nature of alcohol. And then you clean the clean the uh, the two wheels on the inside as well with the Q-tip, and then as you're doing it, push the drawer in and out, and it'll turn the wheels. And then just put it back in. Hopefully, it does a trick. Well, do you want to hear about uh, my value village stories? Oh, I'd love to. Where are you? Why are you going out of the picture? I'm leaning back in my chair. I can't. I can't converse with you when you're. You don't look at me anyway when we talk at work. So whatever, man. <laughs> no, because if I look in the eyes, you go crazy like a bear. <laughs> uh, anyways, I was just there. Uh, Never there make last, eye contact. I was there last night, and you know how their prices have been out of control on everything. It's so weird. <clears throat> I was going through their little uh, baggies of electronics where they got, you know, cables and power adapters and little baggies of tiny little electrical crap. And I didn't really see anything the first time through. And I happened to go back again and just recheck because there was just a ton of baggies. And lo and behold, in the back of one of the, the pegs was a baggie and it had a controller in it. And, uh, I just thought it was, you know, another PS2 dual shock controller, you know, corded, but there was no cord. I look at it closer. It's a PS3 controller. And the, this is what's wild. They only had $5 on it. Wireless, uh, you know, six axis controller for the what PS3. That's what they normally priced at though. When I, no. When I've seen them anyway. No. This value village prices dual shock like ps2 corded ones for ten dollars and in fact they had an original yes. xbox controller there with a chewed up cord with wires exposed for nine dollars and yet this wireless one here modern controller that all day long at any reseller is 35 dollars. this was for five dollars so I, I couldn't believe it where are these prices coming from that's a what do you mean thirty five dollars? Thirty five dollars. Not gonna get a used what, one for thirty five. That's what that's what a used PS3 controller no, is for around here. Believe me. Believe me. Well, okay, you live in the bush, so I guess so. They have to fly things in through plane, right? Just believe me. Are you up I, in are you up in Nunavik? As you know, earlier this year I was shopping for PS3 controllers all over town, thirty to thirty-five dollars all day long. So, dude, I'm getting one for ten bucks. You cannot. Yes. Maybe we should make a wager. Because I don't actually in, do that. I don't live in crazy town like you. You can't do that. And all the controllers that I've ever seen in baggies here are all four ninety-nine. Doesn't uh, matter what they are. Not here. Not here. And in fact, to make myself even more furious, yesterday. I went to the magazine rack where all magazines are at Value Village, a uh, dollar. Buy four, get one free magazines. In the magazine uh, rack. Where? For that. Where? In the magazine rack. So they put out about uh, 10 Xbox magazines. Do you remember the Xbox magazine? No. I don't and these were much. from, I don't know, 2007, 2008. Nothing. Nothing crazy like the um, 
oblivion years, that kind of thing. Uh, on those magazines, they doubled the price. They put price tags on the magazines and doubled the price to a dollar ninety nine because they're a game magazine, so they can rip you even further. You believe that? And then clearly, the sign above the magazines say all magazines ninety nine cents. Except if it's a game magazine, then we're going to double the price. Oh, these bastards. So I love it when I actually find something like that PS3 controller for five bucks. I feel like I'm putting it to them a little bit. But that's nothing compared to, uh, what was it last week, a couple weeks ago when I saw that Game Gear at Value Village? You remember, uh, did I show you pictures of that? Mm, yeah, you did. Um, what was it? A game gear in a in some kind of plastic case, like a, a game gear case. Yeah, uh, with like three crap games like columns and uh World Series baseball and a Sonic one. The common game gear games. And uh it had the power supply. Uh, and that, that was about it. Uh, and they wanted a price of, uh, do you remember what the price was, dude? I'm trying to find out what the price was. No, I remember it was, it was upsetting, whatever it was. I went crazy over the price. I don't know. It was something insane. Like, but was that the one that you brought up and said it doesn't work or something? That's right. So I, I was right at the testing station. I plug it in. And you can see how the, the black screen like got power. It changed to a different shade of black and then a bunch of uh, horizontal lines go across it and the power light comes on, but no picture won't boot up a game. So I'm like, well, at this price, it's ridiculous. Whatever the price was, uh, what was it? 60? I, I, I can't remember, but out of you know a thrift store price, this might be a good project to take home and work on. You know, maybe check out my soldering skills or something. So I asked the girl who's back there stocking the shelves, and she's like, "Oh no, we can't do a price adjustment back here. Uh, we don't have the authorization or whatever. If you just go up to the front, you can talk to a manager and ask for a price adjustment." Okay, so I take it up to the front. And I finally get a hold of a manager up there. And uh, I say, you know, um, I tested this game system out. It doesn't work at all. Uh, I just wonder if you could maybe do a price adjustment. And she looks at me and goes, oh, so you want to buy a broken game system, do you? Um, well, uh, well, no, you see, if I if I get it for like, a reasonable price, I'll take it as a project and work on it. Well, I'm sure it's fine. That's the price they put on it. And they test everything back there and uh, they know what they're doing. So that's, it comes with these games. And I'm like, quite, to be honest with you, uh, the games are like, they're not very, they're $1 and $2 games. It's like, well, if, if you want, I can go back and have them uh, uh, think about a price adjustment and test it out if you if you really want me to she's very she's being very uh aggressive with me 
So I'm like, yeah, if you want to take it back there and show them that it doesn't work, uh, you know, and come up with a, a more fair price, that'd be great. I'll, I'll wait here. No problem. So she takes it back and she's taking her time. It's taking a while. And I'm talking to the cashier and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. She's got to be like that. I understand that, uh, you know, you probably want to take it just to work on it if it doesn't work. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't even power up a game. It's ridiculous. So she, the manager comes back and she's like, you know what? This does work and they feel the price is fair and uh, they look everything up on the internet and they think it's a fair price. It does work. I saw it myself. They plugged it in and the light came on. It started charging, sir. So it works fine. I'm like, oh, I was just taken aback. I didn't, I didn't know what to say at that point. I'm like, uh, it, it really actually doesn't work. If you want, I can, we can plug it in right here and I can show you what it's supposed to do and what it's not doing right now. It actually will not load a game. It's like, no, I saw it with my very own eyes. It plugged in, yeah, the light turned on and it started charging. It works. At that point, I was just crazy upset and I was just, okay, uh, whatever. Obviously, the customer is not right here. You take that, shove it somewhere. I'll continue and buy this stuff that I had gotten on the side here. And uh, so, thank you very much. And she starts putting away at the other desk. And as I'm ringing through, I'm, I just turn to her and say, look, I just, I don't even want this anymore, but I'm just letting you know, so you do not trick another customer into buying this, but it really, really, really doesn't work. It just does not work. It's like, that's, that's fine. That's fine. We'll send it back and look at it again. It's fine. So, okay whatever I go through I get out to my car steaming a bit and then I, and I think about everything she just said to me I'm like, she said it she was adamant that the thing started charging there's no flipping batteries in it to even charge like I checked the battery compartments they were completely empty there's no nothing there to charge it's just the it takes power that was it oh I just I just couldn't believe it what what is with this store? They have to milk every single cent out of everybody. And well, you know what? There's a reason why these people are working at Value Village and not elsewhere. So you have to take that <laughs> into account. <laughs> I suppose, but uh, I, you know, and I'm sure she gets inundated all day with people asking for price adjustments. But that might also be a, a cause of their pricing as well. Well, but again, it, it's all going to come around to them in, in the end, man. Why? They're busier than anything every day. No. They're slammed. And I'm forced to go back because every time I, I might find something they slipped on, like this controller. So I got to keep going back every time. And I hate it. I hate that joint. All I can do is my silent protest and continue to donate completely unsaleable items to them to get their 30% off guard. Mm -hmm. That's my little protest. <clears throat> so there you go. That's my value village stories of the day. Good story. I sympathize, man. I did go to another thrift store, one of those uh, Bible places, the Bibles to Bibles for missions or whatever. Yep. And uh, 
they're good. I like them because all their media is a set price. You know, if it's a game, all games are $5. We don't care what it is. $5. All movies are $2. I went through their games and it, they had a crap load of sports games or whatever. But uh, then I went to their DVD section and uh, DVDs are $2. Games are $5. They happened to misprice a video game. Uh, the Simpsons Hit and Run, which I've have yet to get in my collection. Been looking for a decent priced one for a long time. They thought it was a DVD, so they had a two dollar price on it. So got that for two bucks. Take that, Bibles. Take that to your mission. So there you go, little deal there. Brr. Does that excite you? I was just going through my list of uh, my notes to see if I had anything worth bringing up. Did you check out that Channel Zero show that I recommended to you? No. No way. Anyway, I think, what do you mean, no way? Well, you're talking earlier about This Is Us and Grey's Anatomy. So when you recommend a show to me, I got to be careful. Really? Because I believe I was the one who brought Westworld to you before you no. knew about it. So oh, I don't know. think so. Anyway, there's a for those of you who like uh, horror shows, or uh, there's this new show that just started this week on Showcase, uh, Tuesdays at 9 p.m., I believe. It's called Channel Zero. And it's uh, an anthology series telling the stories of creepy pastas. You know creepy, what creepy what? Creepy pastas. Pastas? Yeah, do you know what that is? No. They're internet short form horror stories. Oh. So season one is a like story you know of what that was. Season one's a story of Campbell Cove, which is where this story takes place, right? Like creepy So they're horror re- re- horror related legend stories that have been passed around through the internet. So you've heard of like the Slender Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a creepypasta story pasta no one says that yeah (laughs) anyway candle cove is this this year's uh channel zero channel zero short (laughs) short story so it's a a child psychologist returns to a small town to investigate the mysterious disappearances of his twin brother and a slew of other kids uh from the 1980s and how it's connected to a bizarre local children's television show that airs at the same time so it's like a cross between, uh, uh, what's that one with, uh, the little poltergeist to- poltergeist and the little toy doll, uh, uh, not the puppet one with the Chucky, uh, not Chucky. Fuck. <laughs> what? It's really poltergeist related. Uh, the ring, oh. like poltergeist, the ring and something else. It's if you, just check out. It's like a one minute trailer online. If you got a second and it's really, really well done. Uh, channel zero trailer. Just uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. I I, that's I that's my new show to recommend. You were pretty scared immediately. Just watching the trailer. Yeah, that's how good it is. So I don't think you'll, you will get around to watching it. Well, I will during the daytime. I'm not going to watch that at nighttime. <laughs> no, not at all. I was trying to think what was the other uh, show that really scared you 
that was just an internet clip. It was like a GIF that jumped you out of your chair. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> You're such a wimp. <laughs> you can't look through his Twitter feed in Halloween uh, times because of the... I don't like spook scares or jump scares. Hey, guess what returns in three days? The Walking Dead. Got it. Yep. Boom. There's, again... There's too did many. We, did we predict who got killed? Uh, maybe. I can't remember who I predicted. But I probably made a, the right. I might have to go back and check that out. I think you said it was. Uh, did you say it was the genius guy? And I predicted it was one of the ladies that got killed. No, I don't think I picked Eugene because he's. Well. He didn't think, give the recipe to him. I think you said Eugene. I think mm. you're going to be wrong, and I'm going to be right, like always. I don't think that normally is how it goes. I did watch some Luke Cage, by the way. Yeah? You got to download it all for me? No, you're going to just watch it on the mighty Netflix like everyone else has been. Don't. Why do you support Netflix? I don't understand that. I don't know, because they have the content. Got to admit, they got the content. What content? They got a couple superhero shows. They have a bunch of shows on there that I can't get to because there's so many other freaking shows on. It's not fuck, even funny. Fuck Netflix. They got a bunch of stuff, not just the superhero shows. Who cares? I'll make a list for you. No, because I don't care. <laughs> I'm not spending money on Netflix. Fuck that. Dummies. Anyways, Luke Cage is pretty good. I'll recommend that one. It's very, uh, it's very urban. Uh, <laughs> Why are you whispering? <laughs> no reason. Are you afraid that he's black? <laughs> there, no, there's a lot of black though. There is. And it's almost, uh, it, well, I'm sure it's an homage to black's exploitation films of the, the Sorry, 70s. Say that. Can you say that again Blacks. properly? No, because yeah, you know, I'm gonna try it again. It'll just end up being used as a drop somewhere. So say it again. Let's just move on. Say it. No, I'm not gonna move on until you say it. Say it again. So yeah, it definitely. Say it, uh, say it again, Sal. It How do you say that, Sal? <laughs> tips its hat to those. Say it again. I'm not gonna let you continue on until you well, say this it. This will be a great show, won't it? Yep. Then say it. <laughs> say it, Sal. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've forgotten where I've you made me I'm not gonna let you move on not gonna let you move on until you say it properly. Say it. (laughs) Formulate it within your mind and then use your lips to say it. Black exploitation. No. (laughs) No, what am I trying to say? You don't even know. You don't even know what I'm talking about because you don't know film. I don't know film. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, it's pretty good. Uh, where am I at? Three or four episodes in? It's uh, it's all set in Harlem. It's gritty. Uh, you know, Luke Cage is invincible and super strong. And uh, do they? come across as to how he's developed these powers yet? Do they ever do that? 
Did they ever do that with Jessica Jones? Mm. I don't think they did, right? They had flashbacks. We haven't seen anything yet about Luke Cage, about his origins, but uh, from what I heard, the next episode up for me is a flashback story, so I don't know what that's going to entail. The timeline is after the Jessica Jones stuff, so it is current in the timeline. Oh. <clears throat> he with goes back. Of, with a lot of flashbacks. Well, I haven't seen a flashback yet. There, there will be one, but I haven't seen any. He goes back to Harlem, like his his wife's roots are in ha- Harlem. He has a job, a couple jobs, cleaning up the barber shop and working at a nightclub as a dishwasher, trying to trying to be low key when he's uh, thrust into the forefront. Uh, if you had his powers, wouldn't you just? Would you want to be low key? I don't know. I don't mean like being a Superman guy, but I'd be like loving at large. I think I'd probably go around getting a whole crap load of money and living pimp. Like you do now. Yeah. Like I do now. (laughs) (laughs) What you'd go, uh, the wrestling route. You'd have to go into wrestling or uh, no, I'd be like robbing bad guys and taking all their money and using it to buy stuff and living in a pimp mansion. Yeah. All that's hassle. How's Why that hassle? Just go in the professional athletic circuit and earn the money. And then because uh, it takes way longer to do it that way. Hmm. Well, if you steal somebody's money, they're going to keep hassling you. Not if they're dead. Why would you keep them alive? So now you have to pull off a perfect crime as well to live freely. What's a perfect crime? Well, now you're talking about murdering everybody. Not everybody, just the bad guys. So so who cares? Well, you could still go to jail for that. How would they catch me? Turn your Twitter phone off there again. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Turn your Twitter off. Not on. Well, your Samsung is probably getting ready to burn up and explode like the other ones have. So, Oh, you know what I wanted to let you know? Cause I know you're a big fan of Christopher guest. He's got another film out. It's snuck out. How come no one's heard about this film? You really yeah, want me you- to answer that? You were Honestly, a giant, giant fan of uh, Mighty Wind and Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman. Now he has out a movie called Mascots. So oh looks, yeah, I've seen the trailer for that or the TV. It looks to it looks to be like a another. It's his formula of uh, he's got this band of mis- misfits who think they're doing something extremely important within their world. And we get to look inside of it and for its absurdity. And so this time it's um, mascots like professional sports team mascots. Yeah. It actually looks funny, man. It does look funny. And they have some kind of competition to see who wins the uh, best mascot award. So it's a lot like best in show. And waiting for Guffman kind of put together. Same crew. You got your Parker Posey's. 
you know who's missing is uh, Catherine O'Hara, though. I was just about to say, is she in it? I didn't see her on the cast list. So that's that's a big omission, but everyone else seems to be there. Eugene Ed Levy's Bradley in there? Jr. Who? Eugene Levy. Oh, you know what? I didn't see Eugene Levy either. All right. Uh, my phone is letting me know that I have to go. But I know you wanted to bring up some Bob Dylan stuff. You have to go. What are you talking about? So I'm going to let you continue on Bob Dylan for 10 minutes. <laughs> no, I need you to, to participate. Oh my God. Let me tell you why you make life so difficult. We're, we at, had, a, we're at an hour already, man. Oh, we can't be. There's so much still to talk about. Your Jays choking uh, harder than anything. Well, you should be. You should have threw that in instead of talking about Guffman. The presidential debates. Okay. No, that's just angering. I don't want to talk about those. Well, as we all know, earlier, what, this week or last week, Bob Dylan was awarded the Nobel Prize in Literature at 75 years old. He became the very first musician, professional musician, awarded that uh, award and the first American since 1993. And specifically why it's been so long, like that they took this long to finally award him with it, or was there a special reason behind it? Well, yeah, like you don't really know the nomination process and who's nominated and what goes on behind the scenes, but there has been a lobby to get him this award for a long time. It's been going on for a long time. He's practically been up for it. Finally, he's been given it specifically for having created new poetic expressions within the great American song tradition is what they laid down. So there is a ceremony December 10th in which they give the award in Sweden comes with uh, money as well. But as it stands right now, no one has been able to get a hold of Mr. Dylan, which is, uh, part of the course for anything with Bob. It's not going to be easy to get a hold of him. And, you know, look at it right now. He's in touring mode right now. And you just, you, when he's touring, that's what's up. He's performing. He's uh, about putting it out there for his audience and, uh, all the other stuff can wait until he's done. Uh, he even, when he won his Academy award, he had to, uh, appear on, the Oscar show via satellite because he was in, he was touring. He's not going to fly back. He's not going to suspend the tour for um, an Academy award show. And this is, uh, I, I, he isn't touring in December, but when someone comes to him and says, you have to be here at this date, it's not, it's not a good thing. It's not like he's actually going to, He's not going to make a date like that. It's usually at his terms. Even um, last year, two years ago, when uh, he was invited to play at the White House to accept uh, some American award for something, he didn't. Uh, he didn't make it to the first uh, to the first date. He ended up showing up later to pick it up, and he performed one song at the White House, and. Uh, he didn't take any pictures with the president. 
He didn't uh, show up for rehearsals. He just came in, did his song, walked over to the president, shook his hand, tipped his hat, and that's it. And he was gone out of there. Not even a picture with the president or the first lady. And as Obama said himself, he said, that's what we'd want from Bob Dylan is that kind of experience. Would we really want him grinning and cheesing along with everything? So this is all par for the course for Bob. Him not uh, coming forward and having a speech about his Nobel Prize win. Uh, it's kind of part of his story, and I kind of love it. Although, the one thing that did happen the day he was, uh, they announced he was the winner, he performed that night in, I think it was Las Vegas, and he uh, picked up the guitar and actually started playing guitar, which he hasn't played guitar on stage in uh, probably three years. So that was interesting that this happened the same day he was awarded the Nobel Prize. Does he just go up and sing now? He likes playing the keyboard. Hmm. So he'll play the keyboard um, to do the little keys fill here and there. And then, uh, then he'll just stand up and sing as well and as well grab the harmonica whenever it's needed. But he normally won't play guitar anymore. I don't know if it's an arthritis thing. No one knows why. It's just, uh, I think when asked, he, he said, quite simply, I haven't found a keyboard player to play the kind of fills I want them to play, so I just play the keyboard myself. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, a lot of people were upset that he won the, the award, and a lot of people are happy. What are your thoughts on it? As in you, Joe. Well, <clears throat> I'm not quite the Dylan fan that you are, but uh, I can certainly appreciate maybe not anything recently, but more so his earlier material and how, you know, much like a lot of the stuff that was written in that time period, how powerful it was and how, and how much it hit home for a lot of people and how much it meant to a lot of people. So... I could see for that stuff, um, mm. but any, anything more recently, I don't, uh, I can't say I've listened to it. Well, let me tell you uh, where I got involved with uh, the Bob music. It was in high school, and I wasn't that deep uh, a music guy. Really, uh, my top band was ACDC. And the old stuff, Bon Scott, ACDC. And then sprinkle in some Metallica, some Guns N' Roses, that kind of thing. Other than that, it didn't really go that deep. And one day, a guy on the bus gave me a cassette. Do you know what a cassette is? Of uh, Bob stuff. And he said, you got to listen to this guy. He's actually, it's actually funny stuff. You should listen to this because you're going to get a laugh. So he sold me Bob as like a humor kind of thing, like a weird Al Yankovic kind of thing. Like, it'll be funny, like Dr. Dirt. And so I put it in, and I guess the funny stuff he was referring to was his talking blues stuff, you know, like where he talks about walking around after World War III and he's making jokes. But the rest of the music really hit me. And at that time in high school, you're at a certain age where you're, you're just sponging in 
all this, uh, I don't know, these enlightened thoughts about uh, growing up and society and where things are happening and where they're going. And a lot of his words, just I could just grasp right onto uh, the times they are changing. Um, just immediately grasp right onto. And that became my focus of music. And he, through the people he influenced, that made my music interest go that much broader. From Bob, you go to Hendrix, you go to the Grateful Dead, you can go to the band, you can go to Johnny Cash, you can go to Waylon Jennings, you can go on and on and on, starting at uh, Bob as the center and just keep jumping from artist to artist. All these people that he influenced, uh, the Beatles, John Lennon, Rolling Stones, they're all influenced by this guy. He started all these movements. He started uh, in uh, the coffee houses in Greenwich Village with just him and his guitar, much like uh, Woody Guthrie before him. But he was able to evolve out of that. Uh, he developed a sort of folk rock movement, which he always hated that term, but for lack of a better thing, that's what it was. The birds grabbed onto that and they ran with it. Um, but he didn't stop there. He didn't stop at folk rock. He went into blues. He went into Americana. He got bored with that. Well, I'm going to do country music. And he did country music. He got bored of that. Where do you go after that? Well, how about gospel music? Let's try gospel music. Does gospel music. He does every genre. He busted through the ceiling of every genre. He brought us the first rap song. It's all right, Ma, I'm only bleeding. He brought us our first music video with the uh, subterranean homesick women uh, in the, the alley with Allen Ginsberg in behind. He's holding the cue cards. Mm -hmm. Remember? Um, so as he's bringing us all of that i'm along for the ride i'm finding out it's okay to like country music it's okay to like gospel music it's okay to go down that blues vein it's okay to mi mix funk into blues or reggae it's it's, it's cool to do that it's, it's cool to explore everything because that's what he was doing even nowadays with his modern music he's going back now and playing uh like Dean Martin standards and Sinatra standards. And it's okay to like that too. He's uh, if you, if you're willing to take the trip with Bob, you will discover all music, all genres. You'll become an enlightened thinker, much like I am. When you say <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Anyways, glad, glad you're happy with it, brother. You sh there's some great documentaries out there on Bob. Uh, uh, the American Music series um, on PBS, uh, Scorsese did a two-hour uh, show on him. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was even called. Mm. 
I don't remember, but that that's out there. The best one is probably the first rockumentary was uh, with director D.A. Penny Baker, and it's where that first music video I talked about came from, and that's called Don't Look Back, and it follows him through his uh, through his tour through London as he switched on to uh, electric music. So there's a lot of him confronting reporters and fans about the direction of what he's doing. How could this uh, folk hero develop or turn his back on the folk traditions? And there's lots of intimate, uh, intimate uh, performances of him at the Royal Albert and stuff like that. Just him and a guitar on stage, one spotlight on him. Lots of cool stuff like that. <clears throat> For books, there's a great book by uh, Robert Sheldon. And it's one of the very first, probably one of the first big biographies out on Bob. And it was, I want to say authorized by Bob because Robert Sheldon uh, interviewed Bob on several occasions to, to write the book. It's extremely in-depth. And this guy got... Uh, his history with Bob runs extremely deep because he's the guy who wrote the very first positive review about this young folk singer playing at that, uh, whatever cafe it was. And he wrote a column, I think it was in the New York times. And it was that column that Columbia records figured out. Maybe we should get this guy in the studio, got him uh, on the fast track to recording. So that was Robert Sheldon. And uh, later on, he wrote a book. Do I remember what it's called? No Direction Home. No, that's the Scorsese documentary. Hmm. Anyways, STC pod, we don't research. We, can't, we don't come up with facts. Robert Shelton book. <laughs> it's really good. And he goes into in-depth into every album as well. In fact, every track on every album and what Bob thought of every track in each album. My favorite album, of course, is uh, Bringing It All Back Home. It was done at the time when uh, Highway 61 was coming out. This came out right around the same time. And the first side's like all acoustic, and the second side is is more uh, folk rock. Uh, or the other way around. I don't know. It's just a great, uh, great album. I love it. Highway 61, Blonde on Blonde. Amazing albums. Mm. What do you got for an album that sticks out in your mind? You know, I don't know any of his albums, dude. But you said it all, Bill. Once again, you've enlightened us to Bob Dylan. Thank you. I've said much. it all. You've said I just, it all. I just started. Great talk, Bill. Let me let me tell you. I first saw Bob in uh, 1996 when he came to Toronto. He played uh, the concert hall in Toronto, which is hallowed ground. For rock and roll the concert hall used to be called uh, the rock pile um and it was a masonic temple as well but the rock pile hosted such bands as led zeppelin frank zappa so in 96 bob came to uh toronto that was my first show it was general admission we were all rammed in there um uh, kids in the hall guy introduced uh bob um david foley and uh amy mann was opening for him 
Bro. And that's, that's the first time I saw Bob live up close. And I've seen him every time he's come to Toronto since then, except for one year. I missed one year. So I'm in the, the multiple, multiple, um, viewings of Bob live in concert. He's played the little shows. He's done like, uh, you know, the, uh, the big hockey arenas and he's done the, the middle kind of Molson park shows and he's done the little club shows here in Toronto. So it's all been good stuff. And in fact, uh, we had a show, what was it? A couple of years ago on SDC pod. I talked about the last time he appeared here in Toronto at the Sony center. And that was, that was a whole episode. I think we talked about that. So that's me seeing him live. So uh, ultimately, yes, he does deserve every accolade he is given because of what he gives to all of us who allow him into our hearts. And I know people who aren't fans of him when they hear his name, they think of, you know, maybe some of the parodies that have made of, have been made of him through the years or his very early stuff and can't conceive of actually bothering to let Bob into your life. But I say, just give it a try. Like for me, it uh, was just that one cassette. I think it was greatest hits volume two. I was given just that one cassette and it taught me all my music history. And it brought me that much further in my guitar playing and my performance brought me into songwriting. Okay. Joe's nodding at me. <laughs> Joe's there nodding at me. Hey, I'm glad. You know what? Truth be told, you know what? It's, it's great when someone can find someone or something that brings them that much joy in life. So a lot of people don't uh, never get really get to experience that. So good for you for finding someone and that, that one thing that, you know, really does that for you aside it, from me of course it really like it actually uncorked my mind so much i know it it sounds corny but it really did it brought me into you know i read t.s Eliot and thomas Paine and francis bacon you know it, it, you, you and it's it all, all because of that you've done it all bill you've, you've it read all. it all you've heard it all <laughs> not much more to say okay i got well, weights to do well, Bill, thanks again. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to uh, find time for our little podcast here. You know, I really appreciate it, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. Hope you uh, have fun doing whatever else you got to do in the rest of your busy day. Tell us what you're going to be doing quickly. Oh, I'm going to the gym, and yep. I'm doing reps, and I'm doing sets. You and, know what? Uh, if that makes you happy, then I'm all for it. It's only, you know, it's good. You expand your mind. You take care of your body. You're going to live a long time. <laughs> okay. That's good. Okay. Wrap us up, dude. If that's I the case, know. tell them where to find us. I already did, man. They you know where to, to find us. You can go to stcpod.com and you know what? I really wanted to write like an essay on, on this kind of thing, but you know how it is. Maybe you'll see something appear on our blog at stcpod.com. Yeah. The important things go to stcpod.com. Go to Twitter at STC pod or at AC Decepticon and go to cartridgeclub.org. That's it. Can I do. say, can I say one more thing? 
a big congratulations to you for uh, directing mm-hmm. our YouTube channel over its 100th subscriber threshold. Woo-hoo. All because of Joe. All my hard work's played through. All of Joe's hard work. Congratulations. Hey, did you know the Transformers and beer is at 112? Hmm. Well, congratulations. You're a real internet superstar. Congratulations to my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. Our YouTube channel has hit 112 subs. And uh, just go to YouTube and look up Transformers and Beer. Did you just, did you really direct people away from our YouTube channel to go to your other one? (laughs) I was going to finish by saying, but more importantly, congratulations to sdcpod.com and our YouTube channel, Start to Continue. For hitting a hundred subs finally. All through the hard work of both of us. <laughs> all right, Joe, it was good seeing you. Go clank away at the, the weights. And since I did all the talking again today, I'll leave it to you to close the door. Post it and post it. Oh God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Abe said, man, you must be putting me on. God said no, Abe say what? God say you can do what you want, Abe, but uh, next time you see me coming, you better run. Well, Abe said, well, you want this killing done? God said, all down Highway 61. Sam, he had a bloody nose. Well, fat apartment, they wouldn't give him no clothes. They asked poor Howard, where can I go? Howard said, there's only one place I know. Sam said, tell me quick, man, I got to run. Oh, Howard just pointed with his gun and said, that way down Highway 61. Finger said to Louis the King, I got 40 red, white, blue shoe strings and a thousand telephones that don't ring. Do you know where I can get rid of these things? And Louis the King said, Let me think for a minute, son. Then he said, Yes, I think it can be easily done. Just take everything down to Highway 61. She says it's much too white He said come here and step into the light He says mm, you're right Let me tell the second mother this has been done But the second mother was with the seventh son And they were both out on Highway 61 was very bored trying to create our next world war he found a promoter who nearly fell off the floor he said i never engaged in this kind of thing before but yes i think it can be very easily done 
Just I-